0: If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount.
1: Very well. You had your chance. I'm going to shred you like a Christmas card. Now get out! I can't! My mom's not picking me up for an hour! Sue, what do you think of today's popular music scene? I think it distracts people from more important social issues. My God, are you always on? Four-finger discount, dude.
0: Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review the finale of season 15 of The Simpsons. It is episode FAB F18. We've made it all the way to the end of
2: season 15. I'm Dado. And I am Geezer Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Hi, I'm Guy. Nice to be here. Nice to be talking all things Simpsons with my man Brendan Dando. I thought we'd shake things up and allow you to tell the listeners what the
0: episode title is since it's the finale. Why not shake things up a bit? What episode is this, Mr. Davis? This is
2: called Fraudcast News. That it is. Yes, and a a nice little shout out to one James L. Brooks, who uh, made a movie in 1987... I want to say called broadcast news. So there we go. Which also starred frequent Simpsons Hank Scorpio. guest star Hank Scorpio, <laughs> aka Albert Brooks. Yes. So yes, improvisational uh, genius. Oh, the man, the absolute man! Uh, and, and speaking of the man, Dando, how you doing? I'm doing very
0: well. Before we get into what we've been doing, I just want to start this off by saying happy fourth birthday to my little man, little dude, Elliot. He turns turns four on Wednesday. We're recording this on the eleventh, so he'll be by well, the time you listen to this, guys. He will have already turned four. I just want to throw a shout out there to little dude. You've had him here on the podcast before. I'm sure the older he gets, the more he can talk, the more he will be on the show. But happy fourth birthday to the little man.
2: Indeed, I am looking forward to the day that I am replaced by Elliot. <laughs> Happy birthday, big guy. Yeah.
0: Uh, enough of that. Um, yes, I'm doing well, thank you. Just tired. You know, birthday parties, that can be very tiring. Elliot had his um his little friend's birthday party on on Saturday, oh. and we had it at the Play Centre, and it's a great setup. they've got there, but trying to control all the kids, and then it's like, it's cake time. Go find the kids. I'm like, it's a fucking Play Centre.
2: How am supposed to find all the kids? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That, here's, my, here's my impression of Dan at Play Centre. Oh, a bench! <laughs> I'm actually the, the dad that jumps in the
0: jumping castle with all the kids.
2: <laughs> I, I had a feeling you would be, uh, but I think handling one four-year-old uh, would be uh, task enough. That's what Michael Jackson said. No, no, no. Um, Hi. Is it a hail or a? It's a bit of both. Of them. <laughs> um, but wrangling a bunch of four-year-olds, all little action movies under themselves, I'm sure. Would just be an absolute task. No wonder you're feeling a little bit spent today. Wholly understandable. Whereas, what did I do on the weekend? Bugger all. Trying to
0: explain to a four-year-old who's already had his birthday party, although his birthday is not to Wednesday, that he's not actually four, is a task that I do not wish upon anybody. Elliot just cannot comprehend that he's not actually four. He's like, no, I had my birthday party. I turned four. I was like, "Yeah, that was your birthday party. It wasn't your actual birthday. He goes, my cake had four on it. I'm four. I'm like, you know what, buddy? If you want to think that you're four, and go for it. <laughs> Don't You can't mess with that logic. No, no, you cannot mess with it
2: at all. Wait a minute. Is it, but is for the gear that's that's when it's sort of like the, the click-over period when it's like things are going to start costing more. You know, there are some places where like, hey, little three-year-old, you get this cheeseburger for nothing. And it's like, four-year-old, fuck you, fork it over. It's, it's
0: three, three and <laughs> under is always the thing. And as I said on a previous podcast, they always ask the child, never ask the parent, because the parent's always
2: going to say three. Hey, little man, how old are you? I'm four. <laughs> hey, at which point... Is- at which point you would actually have to pull out his birthday because it's not until Wednesday. Yeah. So make make with the free food, buddy. Yeah, exactly right.
0: But I think I went a little bit overboard again. I did it at Christmas time. I just love spoiling my kids, and whenever it's time for their birthdays or Christmas, we've just got no money. That's left. not getting badly. So he's got a million dinosaurs out there, and he's just. It's funny because he's he's worked me out. So he'll go. Maybe you go to the shop, go to Big W, he finds this dinosaur. I haven't got this one. He's like, maybe I can have it for my birthday. I'm like, nah, mate, you've already got enough for your birthday. Hmm. Maybe I can have it for Christmas. (laughs) I'm like, maybe. sharp kid. Maybe. (laughs) But anyway... steak (laughs) (laughs) enough about all that we're here to talk about the finale of season 15 but uh thank you guys for tuning in for the entire season season 15 thank you everyone who continues to tune into the show we love each and every one of you hope you guys have enjoyed all of our reviews for this season i thought this season ended quite well the first act wasn't great but i thought the final couple of acts of this episode were really solid and genuinely really funny it was it felt like
2: Classic Simpsons it to some degree. Those, those, those final 10-15 those, those like, minutes really felt like Classic Simpsons. It felt like it had a rock-solid foundation, something important and uh, meaningful to talk about, and it talked about it in a way that didn't shortchange it but also you know, made light of it in a good way as well. Poked a bit of fun at the uh, the powers of be in a good way. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting to actually... Go as far as they did with it at the end. They loop it, yeah. Well, yeah, dropping the dropping the big uh, RM name, uh, the big uh, the big Roop. What a beautiful, beautiful man! <laughs> <laughs> just a, a solid solid episode. A little bit of heartwarming stuff in there as well. Yeah, it was what made the Simpsons so good—a
0: satire done well. Like they they were, they were the best, mm. or one of the best for satire in the nineties. And as was it last episode, Bart Mangle Banner with the, the political satire was like, you've just gone too
2: far. This never even got close to that. Yeah, last episode was just very, very heavy-handed. This felt like it had a bit more of a delicate touch. I mean, it wasn't exactly subtle, but at the same time, it didn't feel like, eh, eh, do you get it? Yeah. Which, um, yes, I'm never a fan of when it comes to my, my, my satire or my parody. But it felt like, it
0: felt realistic realistic within the Simpsons universe that this could actually happen. No, Burns just oh, buying all the yeah. media and everything. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I just enjoy when the kids can all work together for something. Like, the kids all making their own paper.
2: I thought that was cool as well. That was great. I, I did enjoy that very much. But just rewinding for a little second yeah. to, yeah, Burns buying up all the media in town and that basically making him the... Um, the well, owner of the city. <laughs> the owner of the city. Yeah, I mean, it's something we've talked about in the past or I've mentioned in the past that... Yeah, The Simpsons worked best when in Springfield is a microcosm of America or the world, you know, and um, media ownership or sort of media conglomerates snapping everything up and the media having a bit of a unified voice or a singular voice is a bit of a drag and a bit of a problem, um, and for The Simpsons to tackle in this way I thought was really interesting and quite fun.
0: And the writer of the episode, Don Payne, actually won an award for this episode. It was the Writer Writer's Guild of America's Paul <laughs> Sullivan Award. It was the Don Payne Award for writing excellence, <laughs> most outstanding achievement in the field of excellence, yeah, uh, which honors the work that focus on First Amendment issues for its work on this episode. So, congratulations to Don. Props to the House of Payne. Well yes, done. Yes, exactly right. Oh, speaking of, there is something at work that I saw today, and I have to, I have to buy it for you. <laughs> it's an early birthday present. I won't tell you what it is. <laughs> It was well, based,
2: based on these clues, I'm, I've got a bit of an idea what it might be. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, I, I just thought I really enjoyed the um, the kids all working together. And it gave Bart something to do that wasn't just being annoying. He was genuinely good at drawing the cartoons. Yeah,
2: and using his... Um, little shitism. Little shitism for a good cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lisa, it was a... Good
0: role for Lisa as well, being in charge of the paper. I'm surprised they haven't done this story before. Have they done something
2: similar before? I don't think they have. I don't think they have, no. And it, it, it really makes sense, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And I always enjoy the Lisa versus Burns stories as well. I, it takes me back to the um, little Lisa slurry, remember when she has the, That's the recycling right, yeah. plant?
2: <laughs> and there's a line in this that I thought was from much earlier, but uh, it's yeah, a line that I really like. But we'll get to that when we talk about things we enjoyed, favourite moments and such. Hey, my favourite.
0: So what was your favourite moments from the episode, Mr Davis? <laughs> <laughs> that happened real quick. <laughs> that, that happened before I knew it. Okay. Um, I just like, uh, uh,
2: Burns and Lisa have had this face-off, this showdown, and you'd expect them to sort of and go their separate ways. And, Mum's not picking me up for an hour. I can't. So they've got <laughs> to got, make this uh, stilted conversation, at which point, you know, what was it? Ask her popular music. Po- no, popular distract- music scene, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it distracts people from what's really important. Oh, my God, are you always on? What <laughs> a great is, line. <laughs> it's a great line It's such a burn to give to, yeah, a good burn for burns. But it's because it's, <laughs>
0: it's how a lot of viewers see Lisa as well. My God, yeah, are you always so. on?
2: <laughs> very much so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that little dynamic. But just,
0: I can't. My mum's like picking me up for an hour. Well,
2: <laughs> okay then. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, speaking of Lisa, I thought her poem was very good. It I was think very it, good, yeah. It's uh, a, lo- it a long-winded th- way to fucking get to that part of the story, but yes. we got there, and then the poem was worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I reacted to it in much the same way as the people of of uh, Springfield reacted to it. like um, <laughs> the fact that blood and tears were oh, still alive, how good is this, but sweat. <laughs> sorry to hear about sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I no, heard that, on. and I was like, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Spinning Wheels is a really good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was glad to hear a bit of that. Thank you, Blood and Tears. So good. And look, I am happy to sell out at the drop of a hat that's got some money in it. So when Burns and Smithers go into the, um, I think it was, was it the newspaper. The Channel 6. Oh, it was Channel 6, yeah. Small money bag, big money <laughs> bag. Big money bag with girl in bikini in it. Big money bag with girl in bikini offering ice cream sundae. This like a very tempting. Done and done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this, this man's after my own heart. I like this guy. So you know, if if um, any media conglomerates out there want to buy the Four Finger Discount Network, um, you know what to do. Fat bag of money and scantily clad woman with an ice cream sundae. I am only interested in the ice cream sundae. Unless you put the lovely Louise in the bag. Exactly the right. Or exactly <laughs> right. Well, you still a couple of my favourite moments as well. But I also
0: enjoyed the... uh I can't be held responsible for what my goons were ordered to do. <laughs> and then when the goons are actually getting Homer, stupid women drivers. <laughs> stupid,
2: stupid women helicopter pilots. <laughs> helicopter
0: pilots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I know it's, it's, oh, it's oh, sexist, no, I but I just love it. Just, no, just, no. Just but also, immediately just thinking it's women.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but also I love that they brought out that very... Early 2000s uh, motor transportation, the Segway. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah,
2: no one, everyone thought it was
0: going to be a thing. It just didn't happen, did it? It's kind of morphed, though, into the EV scooter. But it hasn't taken off like we thought it would. Which one? The Segway? Either. Like, like You don't see people just riding Segways around. or scoot-
2: Oh, absolutely not. And, and, and the scu- sco-
0: scooters even to an extent. I mean, how often do you see people actually using scooters?
2: Okay, not that often, but more often than you would think. Because you've got one, haven't you? I've got an electric bike. Bike, okay. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> Guys face it, oh, I, one day I'm going to have to hear this story. Maybe we'll save it for season 16. <laughs> it's not It's not that interesting. It's just, you know, one of those, I, I'd probably have to write into Current Affair or something. It's like, I got messed over by the bike people. Oh. oh. I'm Not even bit messed around, but just, let's just say I bought an electric bike and I currently have a bike. Oh, my. <laughs>
0: Stay tuned for season 16
2: to hear the full story. <laughs> <laughs> wow, people on the edge of their seats. Can't wait to hear guy's bike story. <laughs>
0: I also, yeah, I, I know that was it. Yeah, so the Are You Always On and the Thank You Blood and Tears. Sorry to hear about sweat. I really enjoyed that.
2: <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste.
0: All right, it is now time for some trivia. But before then, we're going to read out some new names from our twenty dollar patrons. Not new names, Ooh. patreon shout outs. New names is your patrons, thing yeah. later in the show. Stay tuned for that, that because you know why? We have a three-way tie for first position. We're gonna find out who's gonna win the new name championship this
2: episode. I'm extremely excited Talk about edge of the seat. I am definitely on the edge of the seat for that. Yeah, on my bark story. <laughs> the uh the twenty dollar patrons are Christopher Trent
0: Darby, Andrew Zur, Jordan Molman, Richie, Steamed Hand Champion, Dylan Haggart, Sally Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental, Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt. Timothy Burleson, Joel Yaland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean DV, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, and Grand Skipper Noah. Oh, and one more. Mr. Declan Phoenix. Thank you so much, guys, for your continued
2: support here on the Four Finger Discount Patreon page. Indeed. A special shout-out You're all special, don't get me wrong, but uh, George McManamy, who seems to be enjoying a very nice tour of Europe, he went to a Ramstein concert. I saw. (laughs) Oh, du hast!
0: (laughs) It's always du hast. That's the one. What's what's the other one everyone loves? I think it's just called Ramstein. I know. Doesn't have a song Um, where they just say their name. Usher zu Usher, the one from fucking Fast and the Furious, isn't it? Usher zu Usher. Ramstein. <laughs> it's just as long as you like this. <laughs> <saying a dish. laughs> <laughs> they are put on. They put on one hell of a stage performance, man. They go all okay. out, Ramstein. Have you seen them live? I have not. Watch a what? video of Ramstein I'm live. I'm too terrified.
2: It is, it is out of this world. They are scary, man. Scary, I would not go to a Ramstein man. concert. I'm almost, I'm too scared to click on a YouTube link. <laughs> I've
0: also got some new patrons who have joined the Four Finger Discount family this week. Should we read out their names? I think we should. What do you reckon? We've
2: got new patrons. We oh, have indeed.
0: Welcome to the club. We're going to give shout-outs to Daniel Mitchell, David Ross, Bradley Andrew, Anthony DeBrule, Greg Delaney, Jake McFarlane, Jake, uh, Jack Clark, Anthony Carpenterry, Alonzo Evening, and Harrison McClure. Thank you guys for supporting the Four Finger Discount family on
2: Patreon. All dope individuals, but can I give a shout out to Alonzo Evening? What a cool name! I want it's possibly my favourite patron name I've ever read out. Oh, I hope you were a Latin lover type. Of, Hello, I am Alonzo Evening. Get ready for an evening with Alonzo. Are you Alonzo. prepared for an Alonzo Evening? Alonzo's probably What go, The fuck is this guy talking about? Well, we love him all the same. We we do we do indeed, and all of our new patrons, welcome to the fold, welcome to the family. Nice to have you
0: here. Yes, and I hope you enjoy all the exclusive content you'll find on the Patreon page. But for now, Mister Davis, it is time for some trivia for broadcast news. You kick off this week. What have we got?
2: Right. Oh, which politician mm-hmm. is going to declare uh, G- G- Giza Rock a national landmark? You don't hear their name, but you do hear their title. Yeah, I didn't write that down. What was it? <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. So I did. It's the Undersecretary of the Interior. Yes, I remember going to write that and going, eh, I don't care. <laughs> I, sh- <laughs> I should have <That's> cared. Too- <laughs> that's
0: too much. My first question is, what's the name of the poem?
2: Oh man,
0: I don't know. Yeah, Giza Rock and Appreciation in Verse.
2: <laughs> ah, nice. Oh, it's always the ones that you should see coming that you don't see coming. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <Hi-oh>. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we really are just Bill and Marty at this stage. <laughs> Where's the flush sound? <laughs> uh, how much is the fine that Bart has to pay? But pay. Oh, That was uh, $3. $3. I like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, like,
0: just take the fine. I'll just take the fine. <laughs> My next question is, what is the name of uh, Bill and Marty's radio show? Oh, oh, Stop something of it. Yeah, it's not just Bill and Marty in the morning, is it? No, middle stump out of the ground. It's the
2: morning zoo with Bill and Marty. Of course, yeah, it's one of those breakfast zoo or breakfast club kind of things. Yeesh. <laughs> um, hey, if you wanted to apply uh, to the editor in chief for a position on uh, Lisa's uh, newspaper, mm-hmm. w- where do you have to go?
0: Yeah, I mean, the school playground where they're applying for jobs. Like, what yes. do you mean?
2: Well, there is a sign saying
0: "Apply to the editor chief at where." Oh, I don't know where. Where was it? I wasn't at, at the jungle gym. Oh, okay. So it was at the okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't see that part. I just I just know where it was being held at the, um, at, the at the playground. Oh, okay. Yes. My next question is: What are the names of the ponies? I figured this would be one that you would have.
2: <laughs> it, it is correct uh, that they are Sugar Bell, Honeysuckle, and Dewdrop. Mm. Not very friendly ponies, are they? They turned a little Satan mm. steeds by the end. Nasty. Hey, um, what is the name of Ralph's column that he gets in a major metropolitan newspaper? Fuck, I should have written that down. I remember laughing at it. What was it? It's
0: Ralphings. Yes, that's right. I love that he got poached. <laughs> <laughs> and my final question is, which Mr. Teeny used to get crusty broads? The second one. The second one.
2: Yeah, well
0: done. <laughs> uh, do did I start? So I it. believe you started. I'm out of questions. You had of questions? I can give
2: you one more if you want. There you go. Hit me. All right. How? What age has, has Mister Burns been for a while? Uh eighty nine. Correct. Correct. All right. We, all, we got out a on bleach. a win.
0: Yeah, we got yeah, a couple yes. All right. So that is trivia for broadcast News. That is trivia for season fifteen. All wrapped up in a neat little package. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> it is now time that we take a quick break, and when we return. We'll be back with our full in-depth review of the episode. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week, we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. The original air date of broadcast news was May 23rd, 2004. It was written by Don Payne, directed by Bob Anderson, and the couch gag was where the family are various anime characters. Um, they're flying with the, the music playing. Bart's Astro Boy, Homer is Ultraman, Lisa is Sailor Moon, Marge is prin- the the princess from Science Ninja Team Gatchaman, and Maggie is Pikachu. From Pokemon. and apparently there's a, a the word Simpson is written in Japanese characters. Yes, on the front of the couch is it? I think on so. A, on the bench or whatever it is they land on, yeah, whatever it is, it, yeah. yeah, it says it in Japanese, which I thought was a cool little detail
2: as well. I know it's anime, but was there ever a term at Japanimation? I'm pretty sure there was. Maybe like around the time of Ultraman and, and Astro Boy. Possibly. I. <laughs> this is a good thing that we're not recording this <laughs> on video because, as I said, Ultraman, I started doing. I know, you started doing karate, karate chops. <laughs> God knows why. <laughs> Ultraman. Oh, he was Ultraman, right?
0: <laughs> the greatest hero of them all. I <laughs> uh, remember that, what was your what's your favorite toy jingle? See that that was Action Man when I was growing up. Action Man. Mm-hmm. They were, they were going really bad in sales, so they re, they sort of like redesigned and revamped Action Man. He had his
2: own theme song, Action Man, the greatest hero of them all. Mm, that's a tough one. I, I think there was one for like Tonka trucks okay. that I was that I was quite big on. There was also a brand called Toll Toys mm-hmm. that I think had their own sort of like, from Toll Toys at the end of their ad. But the episode kicks off with a news report. They're
0: live from Geezer Rock, which is going to be soon. More than just a place for teens to have sex and commit suicide. And we have the, um, the people face teen, or uh, squeaky voice teen, I should say. Squeaky voice teen. He's, he's disappointed because they've cancelled Futurama. He <laughs> le- lands in the car and he squashes the chick's uh, boyfriend, but since he's good at making out, apparently she takes him well, in instead.
2: Oh, he'd better be because yes. you know yeah. he's being thrown into the deep end. Yeah. Um, by the way, he is upset that um Future Armor has been canceled. Mm. But you know what? Mm. If if you feel bad that you haven't got a little more Future Armor in your life, maybe tune into Tales of Future Armor brought to you by Dando and Guy, your pals at uh, the Four Finger Discount Network. That's exactly right. We're just about
0: we well, about 8 episodes into season 1. So if you enjoy yourself some Future Armor, get on there. You can listen to the previous eight episodes and all the other ones coming forward. And I do a Love the fact that they're releasing more Futurama because
2: I'm like, more
0: episodes to review. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, more so, content.
2: <laughs> so be be a patron and uh, check that shit out. Yes, do so. So we're now
0: back at our at Geezer Rock and there's so squeaky voice Teens getting on with the girl. And today is officially <laughs> the uh, the day that Geezer Rock's going to be become a national landmark. And uh, well, I think Bart says something along the lines of, why, what's so good about this? Rock that looks like a guy. I've got a, a dad that looks <laughs> like a monkey, and he gets choked. Whatever. I, I thought this first act was a pretty bit weak, really, but once they got to the the, the actual newspaper like media conglomerate story, it, it really took off from there.
2: That's uh, right. Some good bits. Yeah, yeah. Throughout. Just a couple, couple so, of eye
0: rolling moments. where I went, "Oh, really? Come on, this, we're better than this." Yeah. But um, but Burns arrives, knock need, <laughs> home renters, thin this herd
2: with a smallpox infected blanket. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> What a, yeah, first of all, knock need home renters is a bit of a burn, uh, and quite frankly, people would happy to be home renters in this day and age, yeah. but uh, yeah, also, yeah, getting a bit, throwing a bit of smallpox in there. Come on. But I thought Monty. it was very burns, though. It is very burns. Yes. Yeah.
0: But everyone's already immune to it. Then Lisa notices that the tree has, i oh, sorry, that the rock has a tree in its eye, and Homer starts worrying because the... The, uh, the tourists that come to Springfield won't be able to buy his roadside corn because roadside corn they won't be coming anymore. And I was like, I hate it when they have Homer saying, this one, yeah. you don't know about me, Marge. A lot of things. But it's not really a joke. I'm like, that joke's been done so often. There's not even. A, this isn't yeah. a, a punchline. You know what not what I mean? really, is it? No. It's oh. just, there's a lot of things that you don't know about me. Shocking things. And I'm like, that's the joke. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> but this leads to Lisa being asked to read out a poem about the Giza rock. And in the meantime, Homer is in the background climbing the uh, the cliff face to remove the tree. But when he does, Giza rock falls apart and crushes Mr. Burns. I remember watching this for the first time thinking,
2: shit, they've killed Mr. Burns. Yeah, this could be very easy. Well, it's a season finale. Yep. You could be, th- you could be forgiven for thinking, oh, they're going out with a bang. Or they are making a big statement. And of course, you get uh, Smithers showing off his "Boss of My Heart" tattoo. I have one similar uh, with a picture of Dando. Do you have, actually have a tattoo at all? I can't imagine I you do. having it. You do have a tattoo. I'm showing him on the. I can't see the what zoom it is. What screen. is it? It's like a little. It's a little cross crossbow. Okay. I think, on my on my wrist on my right wrist. Uh, one of these days, I'll tell you the story behind it. Oh. Stay tuned for season 16. <laughs> <laughs> Full of So many fascinating stories for next season. But
0: yeah, I, I remember, I'm pretty sure, if they were clever anyway, that Channel 10 here in Australia marketed this one. They only showed clips from like the first five minutes where it was all about Mr. Burns being dead. Mm-hmm. So like you, you went into this one thinking Burns
2: was going to die. But one would hope the 10 would be so clever.
1: I can't believe that historic rock is gone. My poem has become an elegy. An elegy no one will ever hear. Well, at least some good came out of today. Bart, you're grounded for a year. I'll just pay the fine. Okay, three bucks. Why don't you publish your poem? Publish it myself? (gasps) Why not? I could put out a whole newspaper dedicated to The Rock. I'd be a publisher just like Catherine Graham. Or that lady who wheels Larry Flint around.
0: Have you ever thought about doing it? I remember as a kid, I thought about doing this—just having like a, a making my own little newspaper. I think I, at some point, oh, like, yeah. everyone's had the idea of a little like not a not a newspaper, like a newsletter of some. Oh, kind. Oh, absolutely,
2: yeah. I I would wager that ninety percent of the kids in the world have had something like that at some stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if it's just like one A4 page with yeah, me, you've cut you've cut a couple of thing a couple of pictures out of the newspaper, or you've got a. Showing my age, like a Polaroid of the cat or something, (laughs) and you've written next to it, I don't know, um, cat sits on mat, exclusive (laughs) or some shit like that, you know. And it's called the Daily Guy or whatever. Not that this ever happened, but uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure that uh, in the in the pre-internet days, you had people who were like, I'm going to do my own radio station by talking into a tape recorder, or which which was Little Dando and Little Guy. He did that as well. I wish, I, yeah. I've still
0: got the tape somewhere. My mum's got it somewhere. A little dando doing his own little radio show when I was like five. I'll have to I find it.
2: <laughs> I think I did mine when I was about 10. I did it with my mate JP. Okay. Uh, and, you know, we folded in songs and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was great. I think I think my dad heard it once. I probably told this story. I think my dad heard it once. I'm like, don't listen to don't that. Listen. <laughs> don't listen. Don't look ash- at me. <laughs> I'm ashamed. <laughs> but... Uh, there you go some (laughs) few decades later and what are we doing now hundreds of thousands
0: of people out there listening to us who we'll never meet but we love them all the same we do indeed but uh,
2: Smithers is in mourning he's lost his beloved Mr (laughs) Burns Oh, by the way, a quick shout out to um, Lisa thinks she can be like Catherine Graham, yeah. the, um, the publisher of the Washington Post. Homer, of course, goes, well, you can be like that lady who wheels Larry Flint around. <laughs> shout out to the late Larry Flint, of course, noted smutmeister, First Amendment um, pi- um, defender, and yeah, publisher of Hustler magazine.
0: A man of God's, of God's heart. <laughs>
2: I like Larry Flynn. That was my very bad Larry Flynn impersonation. But Smithers
0: is in mourning. He's lost his beloved Mr. Burns. But he says, you know, the silver lining is perhaps it's best you've been snatched away before time diminished your beauty. I'd like to play on words here. Stop your whaling, whaling. <laughs> and Burns arrives and uh, there's a moment here where I went, oh, no, where he's, a, bit, a little bit of his brain falls out. And, I was like, and he puts it back in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on, please not this. No, no more of this. And thankfully there was no more. This is pretty much the end of the yeah. shit part. Besides, maybe the, the the mole which is coming up. So he explains how he survived. He he was able to fit in a gap. And he mm. fed off the
2: well by, by, yeah, by, by being nursed by a mother mole. He, he slithers around like a snake, and he sort of yeah slurps in um, various insects and such. <laughs> yeah, nurses at uh, mother mole's teat, and eventually slithers his way out. Mm-hmm. He checks
0: to see if anyone else is mourning by turning on the TV. And they're actually mourning the rock instead. He spits out his drink and he deflates. and needs rehydrating. I thought that was pretty funny. And then, um, see, I was the opposite. I was just like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't like the the over the top physical comedy. But I mean, it's enough, it's mm. just not for me. It's for you know. I'm not saying it's terrible. It's just not for me.
1: And so, a day after the tragedy, the town still mourns the loss of its venerable old man. Here it comes, beloved by children. Ah, uh, yes. The little ones. Thought to be thousands of years old. I have been 89 for a while now. We'll miss you, geezer rock. (laughs) Quickly, Smithers, rehydrate me. But one old man we certainly don't miss is the late C. Montgomery Burns. As owner of the Springfield nuclear power plant, he generated both electricity and contempt. Thank you, Geyser Rock, for doing what none of us had the courage to do. Smush, Mr. Burns.
0: And Mr. Burns thinks, oh, shit, I've got no friends at all. And Smith says, you got me, sir. Oh, stop being so needy.
2: And he says, it's time I changed the town's accurate impression of me. <laughs> when did they show the picture of him shaking hands with Satan? Was that during the, um, was that during that was the Ken's, content uh... part, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, Smith suggests maybe you should just improve your image through various good deeds. He's like, oh, like handing out turkey slices to the the poor, which he stopped thirty years ago. They were too grabby. No, he stopped in the '30s, I should say, too grabby. Mm -hmm. And then he says he's just going to buy every media outlet in town and drinks from the
2: from a mother mole, and that's the end of the first act. Now it must have yeah. When he said, "I'm going to buy everything, every media outlet in town," I'm like, hmm. Murdoch, eh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we come back, and Homer is helping
2: to deliver the red dress press. That was going to be one of my trivia questions, but then they did say the name of it a bit okay. throughout the yep. episode. So.
0: I did you ever do a paper run? I used to have a paper run. No, no, okay. I never did a paper run. I will admit the- there was twice where I just dumped everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> 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 Well, you motherfuckers can go without Welcome. your fucking gift cards this week.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Dando Employment agency. <laughs>
0: Fuck this shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like 15. I'm like, I ain't going out there delivering these. Because <laughs> the thing was, I used to have to fold them as well. And I was paid like $20 a, a go. They pay you nothing to do it. So I had to deliver to like a thousand houses and got
2: like 20 bucks for it. It sucked. Oh. No, that reeks. Yeah, no, no. You, you are you are wholly justified in saying if that s. But um, but thankfully, my my amazing
0: nan, Marlene, who's not only with us, she she's to help me, she's to help me do it to the point where I just gave up and she just started doing it because she wanted something to do. So she ended up just taking oh. over the paper run. Good old nan. Did, did she give you the twenty bucks? <laughs> no, I will let her keep it. She because she she she, <laughs> she retired from work when she was like in her fifties, so she just. You know, just lived off the pension or whatever. Nice. But she, it just gave her, it gave, gave her a reason to get out of the house and go do something and got paid for it at the same time. So, why not? It's, it, it, it's a
2: grand plan.
1: Elegy for geezer rock. Postcard image, thing to see. To think of Springfield is to think of thee. What thoughts be passed behind thy mean? Why sky are blue? Why trees are green? And what, pray tell, did thine eyes see? Perchance, old friend, they gazed at me. Brought low by nature's oafish hand, thou crushed our reviewing stand, and twixt thy stones glimpsed I the truth. All things must pass, thy face, my youth.
0: Everyone loves Lisa's poem, don't they? From astronauts in the sky to (laughs) Moe, everyone loves it. To trapeze artists who who distracted trapeze artists. Yes, including Krusty as well, who then yells at the fourth Mr. Teeny. Poor Mr. Teeny.
2: Yeah. He's always really mean to Mr. Teeny now, don't like it. Don't be mean to our primate pals. It's like you've never seen Planet of the Apes. No, I've never seen it. Any of them? No. Hmm. (laughs) You could do worse and start with the most recent ones. They're good. I've heard that the latest ones are the best ones. They're they're pretty
0: good. Uh, I've Actually, no. I've seen a bit of the 2001 one, which was not
2: great. Which was kind of garbage, although the ape makeup was really good. Yeah. Uh, Was that Peter Jackson? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Okay. I knew it was someone big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then go back to the original ones from the 60s and 70s. Okay. You may... Oh, sorry, that's a spoiler. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty like- sure I know the spoiler. You're pretty <laughs> sure you know that. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure I've seen Troy McClure spoiler for me.
2: I- oh, my God, I <laughs> was wrong. <laughs> that's- that terrible planet of the apes. Wait a minute, Statue of Liberty. <laughs> right, you maniacs. Of
0: <laughs> Flanders, um, Flanders says he can't wait for tomorrow's paper. From this. Guys, just still go. <laughs> just wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: <laughs> wait a minute, Statue of Liberty. That was happening. <laughs>
0: If you want to hear an hour of this, become a patron and hear our Deep Space Homer review,
2: which is <laughs> <laughs> yeah ninety percent of Tandon. I just go, remember that bit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, the
0: job of revisiting the classics. That is fun indeed. Uh, uh, sorry,
2: now yeah, Planet of the Apes. Where, I no, Fla-
0: Flanders is looking forward to the uh, the next paper. Oh. We'll get to that. there. <laughs> Bart Bar says that's a good thing. You need to do some more because I've sold a bunch of subscriptions, and Lisa is now hiring. I loved this. I thought you would have really appreciated it. My skill is making nerds cry. Good, you can be a TV critic. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph is made a feature columnist. Then Burns is out walking with Smithers and nobody can believe that he's actually alive. And Kearney's like, well, who's skull am I drinking out of? And Homer Lenny can. and Carl about to dance on his grave in
2: their fancy white suits. And <laughs> I did like the, um, yes, they're being dressed up to dance on the graves. I also liked uh, you know, Frink being afraid of getting a nickel. Ah! Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And then it, uh, it is time for him to win the love of these hateful morons. And he goes in and he buys Channel 6 with money, ladies, and ice cream sundaes. Sundays. Done
2: and done.
1: The station's not for sale, Burns. It's been in the same family for generations. Now, look, I assure you, no sack of money is big enough to change my mind. Now, if. You... Oh, there's more to life than being rich, you know? Very tempting, but I assure you, I'm still not sold. Want to split an ice cream sundae? Done and done.
0: Kids are now working on the paper. I really enjoyed this and Bart's designing pr- uh, principal skin rash. Give him a runny nose. I want the readers to gag on their morning cup of Joe. <laughs> and Did you hear Bart's little play on words here? It's not a problem. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a problem, Chief. Deep. Don't call me Chief. Okay, jerk. Jerk. Ch- ch- Chief will do. Chief's fine. <laughs> then Burns calls up Bill and Marty.
2: They're the worst kind of radio presenters, but you just got to love them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they probably had big dreams somewhere along the way. I mean, Bill maybe wanted to be like a, a serious like uh, radio journal or something like that. Yeah. Maybe Marty had a stand-up career. You know, he was working on his tight five all the time and they just ended up on, what was it, the breakfast zoo? The Did morning zoo, yeah. The morning zoo. Yeah, and they're just trotting out the same old um, stuff that the uh, – I know the comedy bot three thousand could do it easier and more cost-effectively. What's? Well, uh, why I don't you yeah. into the radio? I into the radio and I hear these shows, and I'm like,
0: "How are you getting paid to do this?
2: <laughs> why mm. am I
0: at a computer desk? <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I know it's not them; it's what they're told to do. But man, there's some shit out there. <laughs> it ain't great, <laughs> not at all. But he fires them on air and makes them play the flushing sound as they walk out. He's now bought everything in town, including the Skywriters, and Cletus takes advantage of that because Brandine can't read. He, she says he can knock her up later. He's then uh, creating his own newspaper, Mr. Burns, with Smithers, and beloved hero cheats death. There's a little bit more apple in his cheek, and then he jumps on to check the jumping box, which is what he calls a TV. TV? And we get Brockman and Bubarella.
2: What do you think of <laughs> Bubarella? Uh, yeah, We've across between but... vamp- Vampire and... Uh, and um... You mean Elvira, right? Elvira. Elv- well, there was also Vampire Oh, before- who's Vampire? I don't know that. Uh, Vampire was in the 50s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And she, you know, hosted a, uh, a late night horror movie program in LA, I believe. Viewers of, uh, fans of the movie, Ed Wood. Will know her. Uh-huh. Yeah. okay. It's a real shame yeah. that that kind of host just doesn't have a gig anymore because
0: everyone just watches things whenever they want to via streaming. I miss the whole, there's a host, they
2: bring you their own collection of things you may enjoy. <laughs> I always thought that, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there were people like doing that on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Grabbing uh, movies that are in the public domain and doing a little uh, entree to it. But no, I'm, I'm, I was always a fan of that kind of thing. I thought it was just rad that you'd get a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of insight beforehand, you know, probably some dumb gags or whatever, but uh, I don't know it made it feel like a little bit more of an
0: experience. I used to like it when you they used to have Simpsons marathons on Channel Ten, and they used to get various hosts from Channel Ten to just host the host the night, like mm. various actors, and it, just like you said, it made it feel like you're watching something special.
2: Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, So um, no, but I'm, <laughs> boobs, uh, of course, of course, I like Booberella, <laughs> <laughs> and she's actually the daughter of um, is it <laughs> Bill from uh accounting I think Bill from accounting <laughs> uh, let, me, let, me,
0: let me find where are we up to uh, yeah Bill from accounting yes <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> we, very proud we then get the itchy and scratchy cartoon created by Mr. Burns nuclear power is your friend I like this no. as well absolute propaganda and made in Korea <laughs> yeah I, I like them um, I like this because this is the kind of thing they had to do back in the classic year of the Simpsons and they, I thought they did this really well <laughs> and then Lisa I've got to do something before it's too late Burns Weekly it's too late yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just thought this episode was just firing on all cylinders by this point. I really enjoyed it. We Re- really gathered momentum as it went along. Absolutely. Yeah, it really did. Which is not common for season fifteen. Usually, just it gets to the end and they go, uh, "A wizard did it." Like, they, don't yeah. up, they don't know how to wrap up the episodes, but this one just kept, kept getting better and better. Uh, Lisa then calls Mr. Burns in her paper a monopolistic, self—what is it? Self-aggrandizing. Uh, I, th- I think that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and, um, yeah. but she follows it up with sticky pants. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> she's an eight-year-old, of course she does. And Lenny and Carl about to think about that. Yeah, maybe he's not the man we think he is. And Mo yells at them. You know, thinking ain't drinking. <laughs> drinking. Snap. So then Mr. Burns calls in Lisa. He tries to buy her off with some ponies, which doesn't work. And we just get well, the little one pony to begin with, but yeah. then three dancing ponies. Three dancing ponies. But I just loved the bit. I can't go home. My mum's not going to pick me up for an hour. <laughs> like it's, I thought that was just like, for me probably the highlight of the episode. I thought it was so <laughs> funny. Then Mr. Burns is uh, he's gonna attack. Oh no, Mr. Burns is goons attack. I should say they all attack the Simpsons and Homer as he's driving the kids, stupid women drivers, and they end up in the uh, in the snake sanctuary. And as a result, all the kids are now scared that they've been bullied out of working for Lisa, and they all decide to quit because they, they didn't sign up for this. And if Millhouse comes clean, because that story he he did from Baghdad wasn't from Baghdad, was it? It was from Basra. That's correct. <laughs> then. Well, everyone's quit the quit except for Ralph. He got poached by the right. tr- Chicago Tribune. I was like, good for Ralph, <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice here that Bart stuck around. He he stayed by Lisa. He says, "No, take that mm-hmm. sob sister act somewhere else. I'm here to continue doing my job because he enjoyed doing it." And he, he drew the cartoon that it was like an evil supervillain, Mister not
2: supervillain, a uh, vaudeville Mister Burns. Yes, yeah, so tying a tying an innocent puppy to the train tracks. That said um, freedom of speech on it. Yeah, but I love that. Principal skin rash also makes an appearance in that cartoon. It's like in the Bart's background. got his, his regular character and he's gonna just run that one into the ground. He's trademarked, yes. Since when a public figure's fair game
0: for satire. <laughs> 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 but he's not responsible for what his goons are ordered to do. And Smithers convinces him though, no, no more violence. Let's 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 solve this in a non-violent way. So what he does is he shuts off Lisa's power, uh, or the Simpsons' power, and Lisa can no longer print the newspaper. Home and Homer then waste the final batteries they have in the house to sing the Spice Girls. Again, just getting classic songs. Well, yeah, it's it's wannabe. I mean, you know, why would you not want to sing along with uh, that? It's I don't know all the words to it. I make up a lot of sounds during that song, but it, oh, it's a yeah. great song to sing. It's one of those songs when it comes on, it's like, <laughs> do, you I do I to admit to you love it, but you love it.
2: I'm pretty sure they made up a lot of those sounds as yeah. well. <laughs> I was ah. Like, ah, yes, indeed. <laughs> I remember the, the film clip.
0: When I was a little boy, I would have been, what, it came out like, 96, I reckon? So I would have been about eight going,
2: <laughs> I like those ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Got a weird feeling.
0: Uh, that one with the red hair. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, if I, was a, I was a ginger spice guy. Yeah, yeah. so was I. <laughs> uh, Skinner then offers the, is it Mimeo machine? Mimeo? Mimeo. Mimeo machine. Oh, yeah. And hand-operated duplicating device.
2: And we get the really odd flashback with the chair. I wasn't overly sold on that gag. Nor was I, but I'll tell you what I was sold on. Trotted out incense and peppermints again. Yeah. Great tune. <laughs> Love that song. I, I heard
0: I was like, guy's going to be happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Burns calls for his League of Evil, who are unfortunately all dead, because even monsters need air. Apparently so. And how good was it? <laughs> oh, very well. Gather their watches. <laughs> <laughs> he then calls in Homer, because he's going to get some dirt on Lisa. And he drugs him up so that he can uh, reveal a lot of details about Lisa, and then does an expose and reveals all the secrets
2: about Lisa. Which I can't imagine were all, even all that bad. Really, did yeah? They never they didn't strike me as all that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the dirt was pretty clean. I thought what
0: was going to happen was Homer was going to say something on the lines of, "She still cooks something in meat juice or something like that." <laughs> oh yeah, <It's> just, <laughs> against like anti-vegan or whatever. But um, no, it wasn't really that bad. The worst really was that um. Lisa loves Millhouse. Millhouse, <laughs> and then he says, "Oh, this is as easy as crushing an ant." I liked this. The ants like ain't happening, buddy.
2: <laughs> well, ants are pretty tough. They are as, very tough. Any, as anyone who has seen the nineteen ninety eight animated movie Ants with Zed uh, can can testify, never seen it in full because it used to scare me. Visually, it was quite dark and gloomy. It, yeah, I think it came out at roughly the same time as A Bug's Life. Just um, after, I think. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, Bugs Life, that's nice an from your friends at Pixar who brought you Toy Story. And Ants is kind of like, Ants has got Woody Allen as is is like one of the voices, one of the ants. Like and the all the ant. ants
0: look like the actors as well, which is they really They do, creepy. yeah, because yeah, Stallone's there as
2: well. It's it's really kind I heard of it's a good spot- movie, I've just never watched it. It's kind of fun, <laughs> but yeah, inspired casting having having Woody Allen and Stallone as 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 best buddies. I still honestly remember being at the cinema and the trailer came on. And I was like, I don't like this trailer.
0: i <laughs> like, it scared me. I was like, it was too. It just, They looked scary. They
2: kind of did.
0: Big blockheads. I remember Le- uh, Nicola once got a gig, got a job because um. They asked her, what animal would you be? That was, and I thought, what a fucking stupid question to ask in an interview. But they said, if you were one animal, what would you be? And Lisa's, um, um, Nicola's like uh, an ant because it was, I can't remember what it was, but it was along the lines of they work well in a team or whatever. And
2: I was like, what a perfect answer. Yep, yeah, pretty savvy on the part of Nicola. <laughs> well played, sister. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, they're strong, they work hard. And yeah, they're, they're, really, they're really strong, and they work well in a team or something. Yeah, and yeah. their yeah, yeah, team building exercise 99. Oh, that's... That's great. I'm, I'm stealing enough. I have to go for another job. <laughs> I'm an aunt.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Lisa then cries and this was actually really funny. I forgot to put this in my favourite moments. Oh, I can't stand to see my, one of my kids being like this. <laughs> closes the garage door. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: the Dando School of Parenting, I'm sure. And
0: then he overhears us. and says, okay, I better do something. He starts his own paper. Marge, put on a pot of coffee, drink it and make me some Ooh. burgers.
2: Uh, I love to <laughs> close out the Some anniversary. This yeah. is... <laughs> And I know we've ragged on- It's different. Homer, this was different. It is. Homer being a bad uh, husband and neglectful and all that kind of stuff, and Marge kind of putting up with it. This felt like a classic, like the best possible version of that joke. Yeah. Well, he's helping one of his kids in the process. Absolutely, yeah. So you, that's a very good point, then I guess. So there's a bit of a justification why- Marge wouldn't be uh, too upset about it, but just like some anniversary, that's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's really good. It's very well delivered by Julie. It really was, and she, and she didn't have much
0: to say in this episode. But what she no, did, she did no, well. she, yeah. what she did, she
2: knocked out the park.
0: Yeah. So the Homer times is revealed, and Lisa's very proud of Homer, and she's so very thankful. It's a really, it's actually a really nice moment. It, it wasn't really like, it wasn't like they were building to it. It, it just sort of no, happened. But I liked it's it's,
2: it. It. it's really good when you get a bit of an emotional. Sucker punch. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, I love him saying it. When I grew up, I want to be just like her, except still a dude. <laughs> it was nice that um they had
0: Homer uh, helping her deliver it in the first place, so it sort of showed yeah. that he was willing. He was he was supporting her throughout. And yeah. I know it was a bit silly of him to take the drugs and reveal their secrets, but he wasn't. He didn't go in there to just to fuck everything up. It was an accident, I guess you could say. Yeah. So this is his way of making up for it. I, I thought it was really well done.
1: The Barney Bugle. Lisa. You made me realize the importance of free and independent media. So I printed my own paper, although it's mostly called from wire services. Hey, who wants a copy of the Lenny Saver? You have a newspaper too? Well, I was reading in the Home of Times about what you did for us, and I got to thinking maybe I should start asking my own questions. You know, find out the truth about things. It had to be told. Check out the Willy World News. I reviewed the new tractors. They're all shit.
2: I was surprised they got away with saying shite. I've written down exactly the same thing. Wow, they got away with shite. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> shite is still shit. <laughs> it really is. It's just got the extra little E on the end. Yeah, too. yeah. I was like,
0: okay, well, if you can get away with it, go for it. Mm. And as Homer says here, I think it's Homer, instead of one big shot controlling the media, there's thousands of freaks uh, Xeroxing their worthless opinion. I was like, welcome to Twitter. <laughs> welcome, to the, <laughs> welcome to the world of social media.
2: Yeah, and it's... This was yeah. in two thousand what? Two thousand and four. Way before yeah. it. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> to quote our man Bob Burnham: "Welcome to the internet." <laughs> That's. <yeah. laughs>
0: uh, Mr. Burns. He concedes. Oh, I guess he can't. You know, it's impossible to control the media unless you're Rupert Murdoch. What a beautiful, beautiful man. man. <laughs> straight to nice camera. Fourth wall break. Good one. And to um and to make himself feel better, him and uh, Smithers go
2: shopping, <laughs> which. I don't know. They had a they had a 30 seconds to fill. I, I mean I guess
0: about 15 seconds, but yeah, I it, didn't, it was fine. I didn't
2: mind it, but if you end on the fourth wall break, it's like that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that that's a good way to end. I think I think it's for kids though that would be lost on kids, I reckon. Yeah, I guess. Ending.
0: I don't know, but I I didn't mind the um, little little montage at the end. It's just whatever, but I thought this is a really actually a really solid uh close to
2: the, to the season. Season 15, yeah. You had your ebbs and flows. <laughs> you, you did indeed. You had your ups and downs, your peaks and valleys, but you went out like a champ. What do we learn, Palmer? All right, what did you learn from the episode, Mister Davis? That even monsters need air. They do indeed. I, and speaking of, I learned that Rupert Murdoch is a beautiful man. <laughs> Rupert, if you've got some, uh, you know, change you found behind the back of your couch or something, you want to invest in some good podcasting? Hey, look, we're, we're Australian, just like you. We're Australian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: From this day forward, your name shall be...
0: All right, it is now time for the final Guy Davis New Name Championship for Season 15, and it's a very, very exciting edition because we have a three-way tie in first position. I wonder if one of these people is going to break away from the pack and secure a victory of the championship and win themselves some cold, hard cash. So, in first position, the three-way tie is Luke mm. McKay, Nora Coker... And Philip J. Hawkins all on eighteen points. We, De- th- we were
2: just thrilled when we were doing, <laughs> we were we were doing new names last week. <laughs> it was honestly, Oh my God! Yeah. It was it was hilarious and so much fun. Yeah, it was so
0: good. <laughs> I can't believe it worked out this way. And DL Gomans in second on fourteen points. And in third position we have Jordan Seville on thirteen points. Alright, Mr. Davis.
2: Hit me. One, two, and three. One point. Goes to whoever gave us News Your Illusion. Oh, I like it being a Guns N' Roses fan. Big fan. Yeah. Shannon
0: Dowdle. Shannon Doddle? Shannon, well done. You're already on the <laughs> leaderboard, but you just get yourself another point. Congratulations. Shannon <laughs> I hear, D. I hear this too much uh, um, Guns N' Roses in Thor 4.
2: I have heard this as well. Too. Yeah, Heard it's in not a great li-
0: movie.
2: I heard this also. Yeah. I'm disappointed because I have very high hopes for it
0: after, after Thor
2: 3. We did. But Thor Thor, bit of a snore, maybe yeah. even a bore. I, I will not be going through the door <laughs> to see Thor 4. No one adores the movie. <laughs> Continue. Two points. <laughs> but two points. Uh, and two people are getting mm-hmm. two points okay. apiece. Burns after reading. Ooh. Philip J.
0: Hawkins. Oh. Oh, he's oh. pulled out! Philip J. Hawkins is currently in first position
2: the on Hawk 20 points. Sword above sword above the competition. But there's also There's still two more, more points. points
0: to be won, though. But we don't know. There's still a three pointer out there. Anything can happen.
2: Two points for Burns notice. That goes to
0: Fergus Jeffs, who ended the season on about 12 points, I believe. So well played. Very solid outing from
2: Fergus this season. Strong form by Fergus Jeffs. All right. So before you read
0: out your three pointer, that currently stands at uh, DL Gorman in third position on 14 points. Mm-hmm. Second, outright, uh, second, sorry, tie, Nora Coker and Luke McKay on 18. And only two points ahead of them
2: is Philip J. Hawkins. And there's three points left to be handed out. And uh, because I'm predictable, <laughs> media don't. Goal. Okay. It's happened.
0: I'm really, really sorry, Philip J. Hawkins. But the three points go to DL Gorman. You have won it, Philip J. Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, man. <laughs> DL Gorman gets three points, ends in third position on seventeen points. Luke McKay and Nora Coca end in second on eighteen, and Philip J. Hawkins takes it away with twenty points. <laughs> I had to build the suspense a little
2: bit, right? You really did, and you did a very bang-up job there, Dando. Uh, congrats to everybody who threw in a new name this time around. Um, congrats to Luke McKay and Nora. Fantastic work! So so close. Yeah. Uh, props to DL, the Hawk. The Hawk rises above. Congratulations,
0: <laughs> Philip J. Holy moly! It's now time we draw out the uh, the wild card winner. Oh yes. Yes. So I've entered all the names here into the spreadsheet. It's going to randomly select somebody. All right. Going through. Going through. <laughs> going around. That's meant to be a computer. I'm just going. am just clicking around. Up and down. Up and down. Up and down. I'm just going to. Just going to randomly stop on somebody. All right. And the winner of the wild card draw, which is fifty dollars cash,
2: is Philip J. Hogan. <laughs>
0: is. Open up. Look. Mister
2: Pat Wright. Congratulations, Pat. Oh no, Pat! You, you can you can have a sleep in for for one day at least. <laughs> Congratulations, Pat! Our
0: um, our Canadian man who is now like the quarterback of the century, apparently. He's the for MVP, a family of quarterbacks. The MVP of MVPs. <laughs> yes, uh, Pat Wright was one of our first ever patrons. Actually, not before patron. We used to just have donations to the show. Pat Wright was the first person to ever donate money to Four Finger Discount. Oh. That is his claim to fame. He puts that oh, on his resume. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> The
2: right stuff. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> yes, thank
0: you so much, Pat. Congratulations. And congr- congratulations and- to everybody who got their name on the leaderboard. Thank you so much for taking part in the Guy Davis New Name Championship, we'll be starting clean next week with Season 16. So make sure you get your new names in. It's a hell of a good time. And to do so, you are just got to be a four-finger discount patient and be a part of the Facebook group at patreon.com slash four-finger discount. And remember... Holy blind draw, extremely fair. Yeah, I um, promise you this. Like We used to do it, that guy just went through the names and picked, and then I went halfway going, now ah, we're always getting the same people. So then we did it blind, and still tend to get the same people sometimes, people. <laughs> but there's a lot of new names being added to that list after that. So I really, I, I feel sorry for Nora Coker, because she was just like winning, 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 winning. Nothing. winning. <laughs> and then then like a couple of weeks later, she just banged out like a three-pointer, and she was just bang right up there again. I, I she just great. went whoosh. Kobe! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that has been the Guy Davis New Name Championship for season 15. It is wow. now time for some mailbag. Jamel! Mail. Jamel mail is here! Ooh. First question here comes from Mark Boston Burgess. Hey, Boston. And Mark Boston Burgess says, What would be the name of your newspaper? Gosh. The Dando
2: Daily would be one. Uh, Guy Weekly. <laughs> Guy Cause, Cause I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, guy on Geelong. Guy does Geelong. Or, or guy on Springfield. Guy on Springfield. That's perfect. Oh, that needs to be a new
0: podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would do that podcast just so I can hear that theme music every week.
2: All right. Well, what we should do, guy on Springfield. You, is, you do an
0: expert. You, you do like a, a, a podcast where you discuss. A different character each week. Yeah, or just
2: an, an episode that may have been covered by you and Mitch in the past, but that I didn't cover. Guy on So the new, the Four Finger Discount revisited classics is now called Guy on Springfield. Guy on Springfield. And yeah, we we have it. it. We have a title. Finally, <laughs> 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 it took us uh, a, a
0: year, but we got it. All right, so Guy on Springfield, exclusively on Patreon, where we go back and
2: revisit all the classic episodes. All the more reason to become a patron. Yeah, Guy on Springfield. I love it. It's great. Sorry, who 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 was that? Who asked that question? Was it um... the the newspaper? It was Mark Boston Burgess. Boston, thank you very much. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, you you uh, were well, the spark, the, the flame of creativity.
0: Andrew JP says, what's your favourite journalism movie? His is Spotlight.
2: Spotlight is a good one, indeed. I'd say one of my favourites is All the President's Men. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's a really good one. Uh, tell you what, it's a, it's a really good journalism movie, and it, it's pr- primarily thought of as a crime movie, but Zodiac Oh yeah, I've I've never seen it, but I've heard it's great. That's got um, it's got uh, Downey, yeah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Uh, Mark Ruffalo, yeah, 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 and uh, the uh, story about um, the killer, the hunt, yeah, the hunt for the Zodiac killer who terrorised California in the nineteen seventies, wasn't really around that much and didn't really sort of wreak that much havoc, but just took a hold of the public imagination and certainly the imagination of a few journalists working for the San Francisco Chronicle, I believe at the time. It's just, a, it's just a
0: really catchy title, isn't it? The Zodiac Killer. And, oh, and so yeah. many people don't know who that is, but
2: they've heard of the Zodiac Killer. Absolutely, yeah. So that's a really good one as well. But yeah, they'd, they'd be my two favourites. Uh, yeah, All the Presidents Men and uh, Zodiac. Reese Roberts says he has
0: two questions. Who is your favourite Mr Burns duo? Burns and Smithers, Burns and Homer, Burns and Bart, Burns and Lisa? That's the first question. I think I... I mean, Burns and Smithers is the classic go-to one. But it I also really
2: enjoy... When you
0: have Burns and Homer doing something wacky together,
2: true. As you said a little earlier, I think um, I'm a fan of Burns and Lisa. I yep. think they kind of have a not grudging respect for one another. I think Burns has a grudging respect for Lisa. I think he recognises that she's not a pushover. You know, she, she's smart and and principled and can't yeah can't won't be fooled and can't be cowed. Yep. So yeah, I mean, uh, and there's usually a bit of fun banter between the two. I mean, there's a lot of great lines that you just remember. I mean, was it, Mr. Burns, your, your campaign has the momentum of a runaway freight train, train. Why are you so popular? <laughs> I, that, that's great. I mean, and, and that's just applicable to so many situations. Well, so, What's great
0: about that dynamic, too, of that duo is that Lisa's on the same uh, mental wavelength as Burns. Everyone hmm. in Springfield is dumb, where Lisa's not. So when <laughs> yeah. it's like this supervillain who is... I, mean, I know, I know they play was was a bit dumb in later episodes, but he was always... One step ahead of everybody, and Lisa's yeah. hard to be one step ahead of. So, that's why that dynamic always works. Good point, Dan. Um, but the next question from him is, do you follow any news podcasts? I don't follow any news podcasts.
2: Um, Not really. I prefer um, to stay happy. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. Uh, look, there are one or two that I follow. Um, National Public Radio in the States has a show called Fresh Air. It's mm-hmm. so not really news as such. More, it's more current affairs. goes a little longer- And in depth. but uh, the host Terry Gross is this uh, veteran uh, radio lady who is a really good interviewer and and gets good stuff out of her um, out of her guests. So yeah, that's one that I uh, one that I listen to a fair bit. Dave Abbott Smith says, "Why did they cancel Futurama?"
0: I honestly reckon (laughs) just the audience just wasn't ready for Futurama yet at that time. I just don't think they were ready for Futurama because you know why? As we've discussed previously in the podcast, Iron Man hadn't happened yet, so being a nerd wasn't Mm. cool. So it wasn't cool to like Futurama at that point. Yeah, Futurama was was very niche. Yes, very niche. Now it's not niche. Now it's cool to understand all the nerdy gags, if that makes any sense. So I think if Futurama had to come out 10 years later, it would have been a much bigger hit. I think so. Uh, A couple more here. Andrew JP, Guy Davis, could you please do a special pod about your journalism slash editing career? I study journalism at uni and do occasional paid editing and beta reading, so I'd be fascinated to hear your journey. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I I would be happy to do so, Andrew. Um, I <laughs> I think you would be an audience of one for that. Uh, but yeah, somewhere along the line, I mean, Dando and I have talked about doing little can, spin-off can, can shows. Can't interrupt. Two
0: things. First of all, yes. he's followed that comment up with a with a gif of a cat, little kitten going "please." And oh, well, then how can I say no? <laughs> and then it's followed up by Andrew Swan saying, "I second that. I would definitely. It would definitely be interesting to hear more insights about journalism in general." And then
2: Alex Rodriguez, I third this as someone just starting their career in journalism. So, there's more what? than one person out there. What? Oh, my God. Okay. I would be happy to share my story such as I are with you. I think <laughs> my journalism journey, such as it is, is a weird and tangled one and one that uh, you don't want to take any lessons from. But uh, I'd be more than happy to share some stories with you guys uh, at a later stage. I was just about to say, Dan and I have talked about doing little side shows and other sort of uh, little specials under the four-finger discount uh, umbrella, and that could certainly be one of them. So uh, watch this space, or what's the- listen to this space. <laughs> I was about about to
0: say, what do you do with your ears? Yeah, what what is it? What's that thing you're supposed to do with them? Yeah. Yeah. You do that one with your eyes. You watch with your eyes. What do you do with your ears? Seth Weins, the truth about Guy Davis. He's great. There you go. Jesus. (laughs) Seth, buddy. Steve Roberts, is Guy going to get the Boss of My Heart tattoo? Well, he already has, so... (laughs) <laughs>
2: I, I, I had not read that and I already said about Dando being the boss of my heart. There we go.
0: Uh, final question from the mailbag this week and for the season of 15. Rachel McLean, do you have any memorable paper headlines, either funny or what the fuck?
2: I th- did we talk You've about you got the this one that when- you always
0: remember the most. Yeah. What's that one yeah, again? Yeah.
2: That's a uh, headless body and topless bar. Yeah. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah.
0: Um, Whenever Geelong wins a football game, it's perfection. (laughs) Very much
2: so. Very much so. Um, If I may be a little bit, something ribald, no doubt. My second favourite headline, this is from the 90s when there were (laughs) truckies and other perverts, (laughs) all due respect to truckies. Uh, these, These were magazines that they would read when you didn't want to get actual pornography. There were, there were two magazines called uh, The Picture and People. People and, yeah, People and Picture, yeah. Yeah, and they were, you know, half-naked women and sort of tall stories and, you yeah, just nonsense, ridiculous stuff. But there was a headline. I, and my mate Anthony and I used to not devour them, but we actually read them for the articles because they were so funny. Um, but they had a headline in one of them. It was a sex story gone wrong. Fuck Hungry Fatso in Bisexual Fiasco. Oh, my. (laughs) I think I just... How could you not read that article? Yeah, I I think I was sneakily reading it in the newsagent. I just dropped it and went... (laughs) (laughs) Get it out of the fucking park! (laughs)
0: There's something about the word fiasco. It's like... It's chaos. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> fiasco is just a great headline. Oh, word. I love the word fiasco. It's one of my favourite words to say. Fiasco. Go. <laughs> Absolute fiasco. <laughs>
2: uh, speaking
0: of fiasco, it's this podcast, eh? But that has been our review <laughs> of Fraudcast four, News. Four-finger fiasco. Yeah, and uh, a really, really entertaining way to end Season 15. Last week, it was fine. You know, It, it sort of by the end, it just sort of absolutely lost its way, Bart Michael Banner. but this one brought it home steady, and they, they hit the mark with uh, with Fraudcast News. So I hope you guys enjoyed our reviews of season
2: fifteen—it felt like it just flew by. Season fifteen, I can't believe we at the end already. Really did, didn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. You, guess what we're going to do next week, Dando? What's that? Start season sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Where we're going to be reviewing Treehouse of Horror fifteen.
0: Always love <laughs> reviewing the Treehouse of Horrors. Let's see what the segments are, shall we? Or do you want to wait, be surprised? Mm, I think I'd like to be surprised. I'll give you, I'll give you the, I give you. I give you. I give you? I'll just give you the t- the titles. That's okay. all La-la-la-la. The titles
2: are the Ned Zone. Oh, nice. That sounds intriguing. I play on one of my favourite Stephen King stories of all time, The Dead Zone. Four Beheadings and a Funeral.
0: Nice. Yes. And In the Belly of the Boss. I don't know what that's going to be about either. <laughs> intriguing. Okay, intriguing well now I'm extra titles. intrigued. So if you don't remember any about any of those, or you do, you want to hear us talk about it, tune in next week to Season 16, kicking off here on Four Finger Discount. Thank you so much, guys, for all of your ongoing support. As Guy Davis said, there's lots of stuff upcoming on the Four Finger Discount Patreon page. A lot of big changes happening here at the Dano household in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to have a lot more time on my hands to do, do, do more, more podcast. <laughs> Let's just say. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for your support. We do love each and every one of you. If you want to do jump on the Four Finger Discount bandwagon, you can go to patreon.com slash Four Finger Discount. Don't forget to continue to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Four Finger Pod on Twitter at Four Finger Discount on Instagram. But for now, Ms. Davis, this has been season 15 of Four Finger Discount. Next week is season 16, Treehouse of Horror 15. Any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Done and done.